Welcome back to the Project 24 YouTube podcast. This is episode 30. All right. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> I'm ready. I was just joking that that should be our starter, our opener for the podcast. Y'all ready for this? You started something. You can't stop maybe it I now. Should, maybe I should keep this. I, I should keep saying this. Y'all ready yes. for this? Yes. <laughs> it kind of fits in with the howdy howdy, right? Yeah. It's like the podcast version. It's the yes. podcast version. Y'all ready for this? I don't know. I'm, you, you tell me. Should this stick or not? I don't know. Weigh in in the Project 24 community if you feel like yeah. that should stick. Howdy, y'all. Just stick with Howdy, y'all. Oh, dear. We basically live in Texas here. It, it's no, so funny because kidding. I didn't realize I, I spoke that way until <laughs> until I started recording myself. I was like, oh, wow. I, I have, Wow. I didn't realize <laughs> I talked like that. <laughs> anyway, we have a very interesting topic here uh, based off of a thread in the Project 24 community by Ricky. Do you have it pulled up? I do. Let me. I had it a second ago, but I do. Oh, you also sold my websites. So, moving, moving on to on YouTube. YouTube by SS Smith 79. Thank you. Okay. So it's the premise is in, in a nutshell, they have $5,000 that they're going to spend on their YouTube channel. They sold their websites and they're saying, okay, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. I have $5,000 and then asking for advice, you know, what do you think? How would you spend the $5,000? There's a great conversation happening in there, in that thread, in the Project 24 community. Um, all advice, everything from get an editor to don't get an editor, um, hire a YouTube uh, a thumbnail person, don't hire a thumbnail person, invest it somewhere else, don't spend it on YouTube, buy a bunch of products, a bunch of different angles going here. And so we wanted to kind of take a fun angle in discussing this from our perspective, not necessarily to rehash what's already in there, though what some of what we say might um, be a repeat of what the discussion was going on in that thread. But I really wanted to talk about this because the broader discussion here is, well, how do you decide what to invest and how to invest in your YouTube channel? If you have some money to invest, how do you invest it? And at what point? Now, for the purposes of this, just have fun. We're going to pretend like we were given $5,000 and we have to spend it on YouTube. On YouTube I have to add something. that because Anna beforehand was like, well, I, I'll just invest it somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Save it, invest it, let it grow. Save it. <laughs> like That's where my mind goes. <laughs> so we, we're pretending we have to spend it on YouTube. Uh, directly to grow our business, something related to YouTube. And we're going to discuss it in two different scenarios. First is if I've never built a YouTube channel, I have a brand, you know, brand new YouTube, and I somehow $5,000 falls out of the sky and I can only spend it on YouTube. And then the other being if I have an already established channel and $5,000 falls out of the sky and I can only spend it on that channel. What would we do in each situation? Okay, you ready? Y'all ready for this? <laughs> you were waiting. <laughs> So first one, first scenario, I have a brand new YouTube channel and I have $5,000 that I got to spend on this channel. I've never built a YouTube channel before. How, how would you spend it? What, what would you do with that money? Okay, so just starting a brand new YouTube channel, when we just started Backfire, we went and bought stuff to review and it worked out extremely well. In fact, <laughs> um, those videos we made in the very beginning I mean, they pushed us to monetization past the thousand subscribers mark, it like in a month or less. I can't even remember how fast it was. It just felt absurdly fast. Like three, three how, weeks or something. Yeah, and how quickly we were there, and then we were to ten thousand subscribers. It felt like in no time. And it was, you know, we bought some rifles, inexpensive. Like we bought five of them, fifteen hundred dollars. 
-hmm. We bought at least six um, range finders, average about $250 a piece. Um, I mean, we're not even near the $5,000 mark yet. Mm -hmm. And um, those two sets of videos, right? Because each one was kind of a hub and spokes. Um, They've, I mean, in the growth that they kicked off the channel with, plus just what those videos alone have earned in ad revenue plus affiliate revenue, mm-hmm. um, that $5,000 earned itself back quickly mm-hmm. and many, many, many times over over the years. But we also knew that those videos were very interest-based videos, but also very highly searchable at that time of the year. We're like, okay, hunting season's coming up, people going to you know buy their first rifle or maybe a first rifle for a, a, a kid um, a teenager, whatever, or just, you know, someone they're taking hunting for the first time trying to get advice on what to take. Cool. Let's, let's make the perfect video for them. Um, and it was, it was amazing. So that's one of the ways I would consider doing it. That said, if you don't have a feel for what would be kind of the ideal products for your industry, you could spend $5,000 on products and have it go nowhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it was a fantastic way to kick off a channel. But if I were starting my first channel from the beginning and I didn't really know YouTube at all yet, I might hesitate to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, I'm kind of hedging from the very beginning. Like, Oh, it's a great way to kick off a brand new channel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also if you do a bad job of those videos, you could just waste that money. Yeah. How many videos do you think you got out of that initial investment? Well, I mean with the five rifles, we made a video for each one um, just kind of going through it. And then we made one hub video that was the comparison. Mm-hmm. And then um, same thing with the rangefinders. So I want to say it was six, about six rangefinders. I, I think we made a video for each one. I don't remember if we ended up publishing all of them. Mm. But we definitely did a hub video and at least a few videos for the the ones that we liked best. Mm-hmm. Um, we did the same thing later with binoculars. We did, I mean, we did so many different products that way and just kicked off the channel. So $5,000 could get you a really good start depending on your industry. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 I think of like a channel, like, well, we have cookforfolks.com, the website that we're working on. But, uh, you know, if we were actively really working on the YouTube channel, like Cook for Folks, I could I could think of a lot of different ways to spend that money, you know, do yeah. like something similar, like a hub and spoke model with, say, air fryers, you know, totally best air fryers of 2022. People love those things. Um, all sorts of kitchen appliances, blenders, um, mixers, you know, like I feel like those could do really well. And people are always looking for the latest model of like kitchen ex- appliances. So mm-hmm. I can see doing that for sure. And I feel like that applies to a lot of different niches. Yeah. Yeah. And those are, those are both, I love the, I love your thoughts there. Those are both, um, I, I would say very st- strongly product fo- mm-hmm. focused totally. approaches, yeah. right? Which we you know if you spend money on products, um, then you can actually put them in your videos, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one angle. What about if my channel isn't product based? Mm-hmm. What What do you think then? What would you do with a brand new channel? Brand new, I'm. I think, like I think I already have ideas for what I would do mm-hmm. if my channel were already kind of moving along. Mm-hmm. Um, but for a brand new channel, if I'm not spending it on gear, um, f- for testing in the videos, um, I think a lot of people would be, would think, oh, I should spend it on equipment. Mm-hmm. I should go buy good equipment. And I think I would probably spend a few hundred dollars <laughs> on <Yeah>. equipment. <laughs> like I'd buy a good lavalier mic or something yeah. 
and I would probably go buy a decent light. Like I think these, um, uh, falconized lights that, that we use here, they're like $300 and they're like such a step up in quality of lighting beyond just the cheap little led panels that we had before. Like, I think that would make just your videos look a lot better, mm-hmm. but I would probably still use a cell phone <laughs> to yeah. film on, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, until it just didn't matter. Like, I love that we have nicer cameras that can do um, with good lenses and stuff and we can make yeah. our videos look uh, level up from there. Yeah. But I just think that's extremely unnecessary, um, especially for a new channel. Yeah. Like you can get, such so much so close to that with a with the cell phones today i think that's what i mean so i'm talking a few hundred dollars yeah is what i'd spend on equipment for my channel i will say i did look on here and someone did say final cut like in some sort of editing software like that Mm -hmm. yeah i will say like final cut is really nice to have um and i know there's good at uh free editing software out there as well Mm -hmm. but uh there's just so many different options with like an editing software like that so if you can if you can splurge for something like that but again that's not even that's not even a that's a very small portion of the five thousand dollars another thing i would say is like which also wouldn't take that much money but kind of stepping up your background um maybe just spending a little bit of money decorating your setup yeah your setup um because you know we don't really think about it around here because all the different backgrounds we have. Because we set it up for But that. we did. We literally had, you know, Emily, uh, Jim's wife, was the one who decorated the whole office. So we have yep. all these different options. Um, and so we have this place instantly to go film. But some people, you know, you could just spruce it up a little bit, but that still doesn't cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great point. Like, yeah, just setting up the, the room mm-hmm. a little bit better yeah. um, to, with the decor yeah. and everything. Because your um, house, like the way it is, isn't necessarily good for what your channel uh, yeah, is usually going for. I think along those same lines, like sound deadening mm-hmm. a room, mm-hmm. spending, again, it doesn't take a lot of money, but buying some, some, some panels and things to put on the ceiling or some, you know, canvas art to put on the wall that you can stuff with foam and stuff. Things that you can do to absorb more of the sound is going to help the sound. Even like the lavalier mic's going to help a ton. Mm-hmm. Um but you can take it a step further by just doing some sound deadening and stuff. Mm-hmm. Again, I think in total, we're up to like a thousand dollars. I mean, your the core could be all five thousand easily if you wanted to. But yeah, yeah very um, easily. Really, like the way that we do it and the way I normally do it, we're maybe at two thousand dollars here, uh-huh. um, and you've got and you're fully set up in terms of equipment, decor, yeah. and stuff. Like you don't need to go nuts. I feel like with equipment, I would look at what's the minimum viable for yeah. what I'm what I'm trying to do. Now, you know, with technology, it's always about upselling, getting the next better, mm-hmm. next better. But like minimum viable what for what I am doing. And this will look different for different types of channels. If I'm doing a gaming channel, for example, and I'm, I'm showing my face, I could probably still use my phone or I might, if I'm going to be doing streaming, for example, it might be worthwhile to get the right connections to do, you know, a stream of right. a cam link or something mm-hmm. Yep. Um, with my camera. And then maybe in that case, I would, it would be more priority to buy some RGB lights to put behind me for the, right. for the aesthetic I'm mm-hmm. going for. Yep. Um, if I'm doing a lot of outdoorsy stuff, I might look into more of a GoPro or, uh, you know, a small style camera, maybe a, a gimbal or something. 
um, I'd be looking, I'd be measuring it. I'd be looking at, okay, what, what is the types of videos I want to make? And again, it's brand new, it, minimum viable. You know, mm-hmm. you won't really know if you've never made a YouTube channel, you won't really know, but I would start with what I do know that I think I'm going to make videos like the style of video, the content of the video, and then try to match the equipment that I'm buying with that style. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great point. And I think every YouTube channel should probably have a drone. <laughs> that's a great idea. I'm just like you can go get a Mavic Air 2. It's like 800 bucks. Drone footage is the coolest. Drone footage makes any so awesome. video seem super upscale. I have, I have this like... DJI Mavic Air sitting in my office that we almost never use mm. that I'm like looking for excuses to get outside. Can we, can we get so drone footage of me like at my desk like flying <laughs> yeah. around while I'm just doing like yeah. above you? Like an overhead flyover before it, would, it hits the wall. I mean it wall. would be really easier for me to just step up on a stepladder and you know <laughs> or to right. set up the camera up on a um, uh, put it on a boom yeah. pole or something. I mean I've got a C-stand we can, <laughs> we can do this. Um, <laughs> but hey drones are cool. Um <laughs> Uh, no, but I think that's a great point. Like we oftentimes assume, oh, a YouTube channel, you know, talking head videos, whatever, because that's kind of what I do a lot, what we do a lot. Um, but yeah, if you're an outdoors channel, yeah, go, go spend some money on maybe a couple of GoPros or, or, you know, the DJI makes their version, um, that I really like too. Um, you mentioned a gimbal, like the DJI pocket is awesome and it's, it's a great camera on a handheld little gimbal mm-hmm. and it like fits in your pocket, but the quality that you get on it and it's just smooth. Um, the, the kind of technology that we have today to make decent, like good quality video um, is pretty incredible. Or like if you, you know, again, office setup or like a gaming setup. Yeah. Getting your streaming mm-hmm. setup just right. I think would be really great. Another one we didn't really mention, but um, music can be a great addition to a lot of videos you can use I haven't I haven't checked out like YouTube's library. Are you mm-hmm. are you able to just pull audio from that and put it in your yeah. editor and yeah. like yeah. you can do that for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you want something a little bit more unique, like yeah. I have a feeling that that that, that music probably gets used, used a, a lot. lot. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Like we use Soundstripe, but there are tons of other places um, that you can or places you can go buy um, royalty free music and sound effects and stuff from. Um, that's another way to kind of level up stock video, super expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's so true. if you can get your own B roll, that's another thing too, yeah. by the way, like depending what your channel is, um, any opportunity you have to just like pull out camera, even if it's your phone and like just get B roll of stuff that could show up in your videos. Like we should all be doing that more. Mm-hmm. And so having the right kind of equipment that's convenient to just pull out and use, yeah. um, Again, it might just be your cell phone, but like if if you have an outdoors channel and you're like going dirt biking, like just put the go get a GoPro so you can mount it on your bike and just ride mm-hmm. and and record while you ride. Now you got B roll. That's that's what I'll be something doing. Something we didn't drone. mention was actually the uh, storage. Also, I would get some oh, storage good point. for because video files are big. They get big, <laughs> especially since yeah. normally in videos you're capturing a lot more footage than what you. Um, actually use in the video right. so you i would get some good storage as well as yeah. protective stuff for your equipment um i would be looking at that 
Did you have something? Anna? No, I just thought of um, one last option. for. I know you're not really talking about saving, <laughs> but another boring Anna option is to, <laughs> <laughs> is to uh, save it, kind of, maybe for a rainy day, like say if something that you rely on for your business breaks, such as your cell phone, or say you have a cooking channel and your oven breaks, what are you going to do? Right. Um, or just kind of having there to spread out so like say for a cooking channel i bring that back up because like buying food for recipes is expensive over mm. the course of a you know a long time and so yeah maybe just having it in case something comes up with your business that you might need it for because if you're using your phone and your phone breaks yep what are you gonna do i think that's a great idea and in addition, I would lean into uh, just st- using stuff that you already have if it, yeah. if right. it works, yeah. right? Yeah. So, and that, but then having that reserve mm-hmm. fund. So if something you do rely on, I think that's a great idea. Thank you. I hear a lot of people <laughs> say like, like one of the big limiting things for me is I can't buy, I, I don't have the budget to go buy the stuff to make the kind of videos I want to make. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes they're talking about products, but same thing could be said for, you know, like, oh, I want to do a, a channel where I, that's about food and stuff, but like mm-hmm. cooking, um, I, I, I can't go buy all these ingredients or I can't, you know, I can't try to think of some, some good examples, but it's like, you know, um, I want to do a test like Anna did to see what fruit rots the fastest, but <laughs> how am I going to go buy like $300 worth of fruit just to let it <laughs> rot? Like that feels like such a waste, you know, it's like, well, I know, but someone's got to test it. Right. And you can make that content, but only if you have the money yeah. to do that. And so um, it could be that if you are hope are wanting to make a channel that can incorporate some of those things, then this needs to just, maybe this is what kicks off that budget mm-hmm. that, you know, now I can start making that content. And as it starts earning me money, it re, you know, yeah. refills that budget. Yep. Yeah. Because I think, I think we get this intuitively, but just it bears reminding that, especially when we're starting a new channel, you're investing in the long term, right? You're, like you're, you. It won't be. I spend three hundred dollars on a video, and I make three hundred dollars off that video, or mm-hmm. five hundred dollars off that video at the beginning. Right. Rarely is that ever the case, but you're investing in momentum, really. And if there is a way to spend that five thousand dollars in this case, that you know, based on your knowledge of your industry, would actually would create a video that was noteworthy and would spread kind of like what backfire did yeah uh, then it can be totally worth it to spend more of it up front to do what i call cheesing it <laughs> yep <laughs> where you cheese it you, you basically buy your way into um a more interesting video a better video than anything else that's out there because of how much you spent on it um, that can be a huge advantage if used correctly absolutely and so again like with cheesing it it helps a lot when you have a good intuition for what's going to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. Mr. B started spending a fortune on his videos once he knew what made it for a good video. Uh-huh. Um, and that took, that took some time, yeah. Yeah. but that's, that launched him to huge success. Yeah. Um, so back to, to this, if I'm brand new, we're all speaking from the context of having built multiple YouTube channels here. Right. If I'm brand new, what advice would I give myself if I if it was little Nate <laughs> and it was a while ago, I had never done built any YouTube channels and I would, to come from the future, I pop out in the cloud and I say, little Nate, you're thinking about starting a YouTube channel. Um, here's what you should spend. Oh, and by the way, here's $5,000, you know. 
first of all, spend it on a psychiatrist because that was, <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. That would be the best money spent. No, I'm just no. <laughs> I would I would probably say something along the lines of you're going to get you want the right roadmap. If you can invest in yourself, like Project 24, by the yeah. way, <laughs> if you can invest in yourself to find someone who's done what you want to do yeah. and has a roadmap to get you there, that would be one of the biggest things. Honest to goodness, totally. I would say that um, because you're going to shortcut the time. Yeah. The next thing I'd say is you're going to make a lot of mistakes, even with that education. So as much practice as possible as you can have, it's better. And so what equipment or what spends do you need to spend to get that experience as quickly as possible. Right. I would look at that. And so if it's spending for the contents of a video in the case of food or, or products, um, then, then I would do that so that right. I legitimately had that experience faster. Mm -hmm. um, Cause it's often the case where we'll say things like, well, I, I'll, you know, I'll invest, I'll spend some money when I make some money, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's kind of a catch 22 because right. sometimes that the very act of spending and, and, getting the practice and producing the content is what allows us to progress more quickly to that income. I'll also add that while this isn't the case for food, for most of the kinds of products you might buy for a video, you could use them again mm -hmm. and again and again. Mm -hmm. um, or if you're like, you know what? I'm done with this one. That's fine. Sell it at a discount, you know, unless you destroyed it for the video which sometimes makes for a better video. It, it sometimes does. is worth it <laughs> to like shoot your binoculars at the end of the video. Um, <laughs> speaking from experience, but uh, <laughs> like, but but oftentimes, like the product is something that could be used over and over and over mm -hmm. again. Um, like everything we ever bought for Backfire, like I can't say that every individual item we bought really gave us like a return on that investment, but in aggregate, like. We earned way more back than we ever spent um, on any of that stuff. And all, probably probably everything we bought earned its, earned its cost back mm -hmm. within a year of buying the product. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, some of them that might have been like a mistake or like, hey, this is a product I'm buying and this is the product I'm saying don't buy, you know. Well, that alone can also earn its money back because that was a good topic for a video and just the ad yeah. revenue alone or when you take into account the potentially the affiliate revenue from the product you say don't buy that one this one's better mm -hmm. you know okay so we take those two products and we treat them as one cost you know um and that allowed us to be able to make that that kind of a content so um when you yeah no question in my mind that buying stuff for videos um as long as you're smart about it you know if you're just like, oh, I bought it, I used it in that video, now I'm going to throw it away. Like, that would be a dumb thing to do. Let's not do that. Unless it's food. Mm -hmm. Then, <laughs> like, maybe eat it if it's not bad, and you're not going to reuse it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, those are my thoughts on that. The other thing, though, that you brought up, and this, I think, applies in, to beginners. I was thinking it was more for later on, but I think it applies to beginners, too. And that is, like... um. Anything you can get that will help you, that will help make filming easier mm -hmm. um, yep. is going to be worth it. I was actually thinking that earlier. Because yeah. what we need to do is create as much content as we can. Um, practice. You might make videos that you decide to not publish. And that's okay too. Um, but you need to make a lot of video content and we need to get it out there. We need to try. We need to fail. We need to try again. Um, 
And if it's never convenient to film and you film one video every three weeks, you're never, ever, ever going to get there. And so whatever that looks like, if that means taking this money to go deck out a room in your house Mm -hmm. to just be the perfect filming setup so that if you have a video concept, I can literally go in that room, close the door and film. Perfect. Then that's what you should probably Mm -hmm. invest in. And I think that applies again, whether you're starting a new channel or you're further along, um, anything we can do to help facilitate that, make it easy. I would say likewise, another example is if you're editing on your phone or if you have like right. a really old computer, for example. Yep. And man, time. It, it'll yep. save you time getting something that's just a bit faster that can totally. render more quickly, et cetera. I um, didn't even think about the editing side, yeah. but like it might be worth it to go spend $1,500 on a good computer mm-hmm. that's going to, because a, a $1,500 computer is going to be able to handle editing. Yeah. yeah. Um, a five hundred dollar computer is not going to handle video editing very well. Yeah, it's going to be tough. On to that next, actually, <laughs> next point here. Uh, if I am brand new, I have five thousand dollars. Should I hire a video editor? What do you think? Mm, uh, Anna's making no. this face here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Anyway, uh, if you're brand new, brand new, brand new, brand, I've never done new. YouTube. I have five thousand yeah. dollars. Should I hire a video editor? No, it's kind of like, you know, we recommend with blogging, like don't outsource, you know, and get people to write your articles until you've written a bunch yourself and you know how the process works and how the blog post recipe works. It's the same thing with YouTube. Like you want to go through the entire process yourself uh, from idea all the way to, you know, editing and uh, publishing it. Um, I'll I'll talk about a little example of me, little Anna, when uh, she was in the news. <laughs> uh, I would do everything from start to finish for the entire uh, news story. So getting the idea, calling the person, interviewing them, shooting it myself, um, shooting all the, the B-roll out there, coming back to the station or editing in the car, sending it to the station, being on camera, putting the uh, web story up. So... Uh, in the beginning, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, that's that's my job. Right. Um, but I was so thankful, actually, at, at the end because I got so much valuable experience. And also, it allowed me to um, have that vision, and I got to control that vision and that story all the way to the end. I like that. So you knew how you wanted it to play out. Yeah, and, and I could. It's so much easier to... Uh, when you know the story and you know the people that you interviewed, it's so much easier to go edit it rather than telling an editor what to do and giving them directions. It's like by the time you gave them all that those directions, you could have just done it yourself uh-huh. um, and in the style you wanted to do yourself. I love that. Anything so. to add, Ricky? Yeah, the other thing I would just say with that is if you're just starting now and you hire an editor – your $5,000 is going to run out before you're earning enough money to just to pay, to keep paying your editor. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, because, you know, it starts out so low, like your channel is going to take some time to gain some momentum. And so if you're going to have to figure out editing in six months, <laughs> like figure it out from the beginning um, for all those reasons that Anna just shared. I totally agree with those 100%. Say the same thing is true, by the way, for um, thumbnails. Mm-hmm. You mentioned, I mean, that was one of the ideas brought up. Um, Hiring somebody that knows graphics and stuff to create your thumbnails, well, that doesn't mean they know YouTube thumbnails. You yeah. know, in our YouTube system, like Nate, you did have done a ton of research on what works well in thumbnails. Um, 
like we figured a lot out. Um, somebody who's a graphic designer person, some, you know, either you're going to pay a lot of money to somebody with really like legit experience creating successful YouTube thumbnails, or you're going to find somebody who's just better at graphics than you, but doesn't know YouTube mm -hmm. and they'll look prettier, but not do any better. Yeah. You could have the prettiest thumbnail yeah, and it doesn't would, matter. It's just a bad thumbnail on YouTube. Yep. <laughs> right. Totally. Okay, that was going to be my next question, Ricky, which yeah. you you totally stole from me. I was going to say, should I hire a, someone to do my my a graphic artist, right, to do my thumbnails? And the answer is no, from you also, right? If I'm brand yeah. new, yeah. And I'm agreeing. I I don't think I even need to add anything to that because the value of you doing it yourself far supersedes what you would get in perceived saved time right. from hiring someone else early on, right? I also think like by editing your video and creating your own thumbnails in the beginning. Um, first of all, you're going to probably play around a little bit with style mm -hmm. and stuff, but you also kind of set the tone and the branding for what your channel is going to be. Mm -hmm. And like, I wouldn't want somebody else controlling that, mm -hmm. you know, um, I, I kind of want to set, I want to, I have made videos before that afterwards I was like, ah, I don't really like even how I portrayed myself in that video. I don't like the idea of this being public and now having somebody else have complete control or even most of the control over how my videos get cut together. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, if you ever talk to somebody that's ever like been on a reality show, they're always like, they, that what they portrayed me as is not how I behaved. <laughs> like they took every clip where I was kind of ornery and they made me out to be the biggest jerk. Like I have literally heard so people true. talk about yeah. that. And then other people, it's like that person that they portrayed as an angel was the most conniving, manipulative <laughs> little person on that show. And it's like, they just, it's so they true. have a story to tell. They have entertainment to make. And your editor's going to put together a compelling story. And like, I, I kind of want to have control over the way I portray myself. Yeah. And if you set that stage, then in the future, when it's time to hire an editor, like one of the first things I do when I hire an editor is it's like, okay, I want you to go watch like 50 videos from my channel and yeah. see this is how we do this. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they have a great frame of reference. Yeah, I agree. All right. Anything else in the beginning? Uh, spending 5000 at the at the beginning, if I'm brand new. I feel like we've covered it pretty good yeah. here. Yeah, I feel like we have. Yeah, it's, it's good. All right, next next up, I've got an established channel. I've been running for a while. Let's say I'm monetized. I've got a little bit of a proof of concept. I'm making money with my channel. And we could go anywhere along the spectrum of how established. Let's just say an established channel. Uh, $5,000 falls from the sky, <laughs> much like the snow that's falling from the sky again here in Idaho. My goodness. No, $5,000 falls from the sky. <laughs> um, how would you spend it then? Would you hire an editor? Let's say you don't have an editor. Would you at that point hire an editor? Yeah, I think an editor can be a fantastic way to take that off your plate um, and free up more time. And so when it comes to producing video content, editing is oftentimes like the most time consuming element. So I think it's a fantastic investment when it's the right time. I feel like it's one of the best first in outside team, et cetera, oh, investments yeah, totally. you can make. I think editing is. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, also, I, I, Graphic design, I'm a bit more like thumbnails. I'm, I'm a bit more cagey on that, mostly because they're extremely important. I'm, I'm 
I'm uh, protective of my yeah, thumbnails. Right. <laughs> um, even now, I when we have people designing thumbnails, I, I'm very involved with how it should look, all the elements, yeah. the feeling, all of that. Um, but it could be at that point um, something you outsource also. Right. Now, if if you're talking about like either hiring someone e- part time or whatever, and they kind of like work for you, or even they're a contractor, but it's a person that is working like for you, then I think a lot of times you're going to get with a video editor, someone who probably also is pretty decent at design. Mm-hmm. Um, they're usually pretty capable with, with those tools, Photoshop, Canva, whatever you're going to use. Um, and so it could be that it's the same person. But again, with thumbnails, I totally agree. Like with the notes I hand them for editing, there's also the, these are the words that go on the thumbnail. This is the photo like mm-hmm. that I want on the thumbnail. This is whatever. I, this is how I want it to look. And it's all written out there. And then when they're done, it's like, also, when you upload the thumbnail file, I also want you to send me the Photoshop file yeah. so I can tweak it if I want to. <laughs> I always do that because it's one of the, it's one yeah. of the, the pivot points, right. title yeah. and thumbnail. That's yep. one of the things I can I might just change afterwards. the words that are on the thumbnail. I can yeah. do that if I have the Photoshop file. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a great investment. Obviously, yeah, we have editors here at Income School, which works out really great. Um, but just keep in mind that it's not going to be the end all be all because you still have to keep actively working with that editor and it takes time for them to understand your style and yep. get it. Uh, we have great editors here, but yep. like Andrea, she's amazing um, and she's just great. Like, but you won't always get the most amazing editor who gets your style and right. your branding and it comes through. And so sometimes it can be kind of hard um, to work with an editor. So you just kind of have to find the right person. It's an investment is all I'm trying yep. to say. And be willing to Very true. kind of yeah. work through that initial phase of yeah. kind of them settling into what you really want. Which Ricky, yeah. you brought that up earlier. Like one of the first things I would do is I'd say, go watch like a hundred of my videos. Just yeah. see right. what I have been doing. It's great if you can improve on it, but uh-huh. at least we got the minimum of at least what I have been doing. Mm-hmm. So yep. that from the audience perspective, they shouldn't be able to see the difference. Exactly. Like it's just no blip in the radar yeah. is the exact same as before. Yeah. Like we just hired a second full-time mm-hmm. editor here and, um, and he's awesome. And he's mm-hmm. got, he's bringing to the table new skills yep. that none of us have. Um, and new ideas that none of us have thought of. But what he's not doing is taking our videos and completely changing aspects mm-hmm. of our style. Um, the branding is consistent. The um, Just the approach, the, the music and the way we use it, it's all, we're starting from where we are. Mm-hmm. And then as he, he he's bringing new ideas to the table and saying, now in this case, what if I did this? Mm-hmm. And, um, and there have just been already some great ideas. I've been like, actually, I really liked it. That's really cool. And it's not a departure. It's just another, you know, we're not, we're not leaving what we've done in the past. We're just, um, but we're adding some kind of new cool little elements here and there. Um, and I, I really like that. I love that they bring new things to the table and hopefully if you hire an editor, they'll, they'll be better at editing than you, um, <laughs> but you, you just don't want them dramatically changing yeah. your style, your personality, whatever. Um, so anyway, I think they should watch like all of your videos. Yep. I agree. <laughs> I agree. All right. Other things. I've got an established channel, $5,000. What would you, what else would you invest? I think the things we said for the beginner, mm-hmm. I think still apply. Uh-huh. Like, um, you know, at this point, well, you know, I wouldn't necessarily worry about if I'm hiring an editor, 
I, I wouldn't go buy a nicer computer, you know? <laughs> um, but in terms of like making the process of making video easier, faster, more convenient, to me, that's probably the biggest thing. Um, I like that. Yeah, I think as you start to get an established channel, you're going to realize that um, sometimes we think, oh, you know, I'll get in the flow, I'll hire an editor, suddenly I'll free up all my time. It's like, <laughs> no, actually, you're probably going to spend five times as much time planning each video um, <laughs> to make them better and you're going to overthink everything. It's like we still need it to be very convenient. Um, and so I would invest in that for sure. Um, and that might include some gear. That might include leveling up your filming. Again, not necessarily by buying an ultra fancy camera, mm -hmm. but maybe by by buying you know, some of those cool gadgets, probably a drone or a second, probably a drone <laughs> or second camera, second, yeah. camera. second ca yeah. camera angle can really step up your videos. Um, something I would say, I, man, I swear I would, if, if that was, I might, if I was certain on a video idea, it'd be a gamble, but I might, you know, plop down the entire 5,000 on a on single one video, video idea. Yeah. Because if I knew I had a winner video idea and I had proof of concept with an audience already, yep. Man, or, or at the very least, split it into like five different videos mm -hmm. or right. something like that. So true. Because then I, you can start doing more clickbait, good bait, because you're actually doing it Delivering in the it. video. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, to me, it almost represents a, a uh, increasing my capacity to deliver on ideas. Yes. So I often have ideas for videos that I just, you know, bandwidth or cost or something is prohibitive. And many in many, many cases, uh, channels will find that to be true. Yeah. But having that additional cash could allow that and might cause a bump in the channel growth. And that um, was totally why that worked with Backfire. It's like, how many people have gone out and bought five rifles to compare side by side in a video? And we did that with the cheap rifles. And it's like a year later, we did that with like five or six or seven rifles that were like $750 a piece. Uh -huh. And next thing we knew, we were buying $1,500 rifles, you know? And being able to compare multiple side by side. And it's like, who's doing that? Yeah. And at the time it wasn't very popular. And I do see other channels where it's like, oh, I bought this firearm um, with my own money so that I could do an honest review. We see that, but we rarely see, I bought these nine firearms <laughs> with mm -hmm. my own money so yeah. I could do an honest comparison for you. It just isn't happening, except that's what we did. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's not just like clickbait. It's also like this is a level of content that most people just won't do or are unable to do until their channel grows to a certain size. But for us, we didn't wait to let the grit channel go to that size. We created that content and it pushed our channel to that size. Which is so funny because I've talked about this. I feel like I want to talk about this more in Project 24, this uh -huh. concept of, of just cheesing your growth. Like yeah. it's doing more, doing more than other people are willing to do or uh, um, are able to do right. or have the risk tolerance to right. do um, because it is a gamble. I mean, it's possible you spend all that money in a video and it, the video flops. Well, there you go. Yeah. You know, and we already talked about earlier ways that hopefully not all that money is completely consumed unless you're destroying whatever you bought right. you know, for yeah. it. But then at the very least, you have a great story to tell, right? Because <laughs> you'll keep growing <laughs> yeah, your channel, exactly. right? exactly. Yep. And then you can talk about your epic failure where you spent $5,000 on a video and it totally <laughs> bombed. Yep. But then the thing is, further down the road, people will respect that. Totally. Um, and so that is one of the examples that I would say of doing more than other people. There's something about that that garners more attention. 
on YouTube, mm-hmm. being willing to do more than other people. Um, because it's, it's, I don't know what it is. It's people are more drawn to that. I yeah. mean, there's a mm-hmm. channel I watch occasionally just because of how bizarre their, their videos are. <laughs> And I'm ashamed to admit that I have watched some of their videos. <laughs> I'm not going to say the channel name, but it basically involves um, they'll buy like pickup trucks and uh-huh. they'll just destroy them for the Ooh. sake of videos. You know, they'll drive yeah. over crazy stuff. They'll put big spike tires on them, <laughs> like massive spike tires. They'll they'll drive on water like they'll do all this stuff. And the funny thing is they get tons of attention because of that. And right. I'm not condoning wastefulness or anything. It's yep. for the sake of entertainment in those cases. Right. Um but that's the same concept that we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah, totally. There are some bigger ticket items. Like say I was doing a um, channel about uh, outdoor activities, maybe maybe camping or something like that. You know, there's some expensive equipment. People yeah. are into their camping um, equipment. So you could, you could lay down some money for some sleeping bags for sure. Totally. Like yeah. you could buy a thousand dollar sleeping bag um, that'll keep you super, super warm. Um, or like satellite phones, you know, phones that you can oh, take yeah, out totally. in the woods uh, where you can keep in touch with people without cell phone service. I was yep. looking at them right now. They're sure expensive between, <laughs> <laughs> between like 400 and a thousand dollars you can spend on yep. those. So just buying uh-huh. like five of those, you know, you're, you're oh, up totally. to your five grand, but I feel like there, there's not a lot of people out there doing those types of things. No, Very absolutely true. not. Yeah. It's amazing to me. Like I own a $200 hoodie that's camo. Uh-huh. Like I would never personally spend $200 on a single pair of clothing, a single set, <laughs> a single item. Like that's insane to me. Yeah. Like I own a $200 pair of pants and like a $300 coat. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'll tell you like pe- people spend a lot of money on their outdoor gear and mm-hmm. it is high quality, like very effective, very warm, waterproof. Yep. I don't know that it's thousand dollars for your outfit worth it, but, uh-huh. um, but people are doing it yeah. like a ton. And before they do that, they want, they want to hear from somebody else what to buy. If I'm going to drop a thousand dollars on my clothing for, for camping or hunting season or whatever, I want to know that the ones I'm getting are quote the right ones. And so if somebody else has actually compared multiple of those things, they're going to get all the attention for that. For and sure. we did that too. <laughs> I think Jim <laughs> and I each spent like $1,200 on, and on, he went one brand, I went a different uh-huh. yep. and just got decked out. And like, this is what we got. Yep. And Again, I personally, like, I wouldn't spend that kind of money. I would go hunting in, you know, whatever, jeans and a $30 camo jacket. But, um, you know, was it was it worth it? Because some people absolutely do spend that kind of money. Yeah. And the ones who don't, like, oftentimes they're like, you know, they're interested in seeing. They still will watch the videos. Yeah, there's a high interest factor. Right. That. And I think there are a lot of industries where today, like, there are those those products that people do spend a lot of money on. They do their research. Like I know yeah. when I'm looking out for a, a product, a high quality product like that, like I don't want to just spend my money willy nilly without knowing totally. anything, you know, I'm Googling it and I'm searching on YouTube and I'm looking a lot, like yeah. doing a lot of research before I'm paying that amount of money. I often look too, like at how worth it is it to go from the whatever, $200 binoculars to the $500 binoculars. Mm-hmm. Like, is there that much of a difference that yeah. I would care? Yeah. And if somebody can show me side by side, then I can look at it and make a good decision. Yeah. Awesome. 
I feel like this has been a good good uh, discussion. Anything yeah. else? Any last words about on this? I guess the only other thought I have, and this kind of goes back to the whole kind of cheesing your channel forward, uh-huh. um, is that there there's risk and cost associated with time, just like there is associated with money. Oftentimes, we're more uh, sensitive to the money, mm-hmm. but like if we were to take that $5,000 and go the safe route and just kind of level up our gear a little bit, maybe get an editor, like that might help our process. And if we can, like, don't get me wrong. Like I said, those things for a reason, I think it's a good way to spend the money. And I also think that if we can do something that's going to make our filming process more convenient, I think that could be really valuable. But um, if we can do that without spending a lot of money yeah, and we could use this money to help, cheese the channel forward by mm-hmm. doing some of those things that other people aren't willing to do. Like that is no more risky than going the safe route and risking months of your time going the safe route. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Both, both approaches have risk because yeah. <laughs> um, you could waste a year working on a channel and getting nowhere because you never did anything that was quite exceptional enough or quite notary notorious notable 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 is the word i was looking for (laughs) quite notable enough to ever stand out and i would just like to add with all of these things these can be great for you and your channel but they're not all they're not going to be the solution you know there it always goes back to like how well are you making videos and yeah. how much practice have you had making videos and how are you on camera and how are you relating to your viewers and are you listening to what they need and they want from you? Um, and are you building a tribe? Like those are your fundamentals yeah. that you're really going to need to get right before any of these things can really help you. Yes. And I, with that, I, I totally agree. I will end with an anecdote on why that point is so important. <laughs> and uh, I did a video on this a little while back. I saw a channel. It was some like 400,000 subscribers. I went to their videos and I found it because it showed them in my suggested recommendeds. And I looked at the title. And I was like, that is an awful title. Like that title does not make any sense. And then when I saw that the channel was 400,000 subscribers, I said, what the heck is going on here? And their videos were getting less than like 500 views on each video is because someone had bought the channel Mm. and had no idea how to run the channel. Mm. No idea. So backing up what you just said, um, that the, the common denominator on all of these things is finding ways to increase your education, get better on YouTube and create better content, more helpful, more entertaining content. And any ways you can do that, it'll be worth it. Totally. All right. That's all we have for you this time. Uh, that's all the episode. I don't know how else to end this. So I think we should end it by saying, I think it's about time to end. Are y'all ready for this? <laughs> are y'all ready for this? That, there, there you go. Yeah, that's good. Uh, are, are y'all ready for this? Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but it's not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because, like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.